Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next exciting edition of Nine Pitches with myself, Andrew, and Ross. Ross, how are you? Fine, Jack. How are you? I'm not too bad. Andrew, how are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good. Are we all excited for AEW Revolution? Yeah. I am more excited for the comments of this video because Andy here has ignored every single comment from the last video. He's doubled down because he's a heel. Yeah. I tell you all the time he's a dick. Look at him. I, well, to be fair, I was thinking about this when I wrote it. I was like, oh, everybody's everybody's going to hate me, so I'm going to... Is that just pitch one? Let's not. Oh, sorry. Let's not. Sorry. Go there. Sorry. I'm going to cut the first bit down quite a bit. Don't, don't just worry. a just worry. a peek behind the curtain. Is, actually, I'll explain the format first. If you've never seen it before, we've all brought three pitches to the table. We'll go around in a circle. Ross, Andrew, me. Ross, Andrew, me. Ross, Andrew, me. And we'll be left with nine lovely pitches. Uh, and remember the golden rule, though. It's not what we think's going to happen. It's, it's what, what we want to happen. So just a peek behind the curtain. We we don't tell each other our, our pitches beforehand, so that the reactions are organic. Mm. But we do say which matches or which bits of the show our pitches involve, um, just so that we don't all pick exactly the same things to do. A bit of variety for the video. But we've all this time, quite excitingly, all gone for the ladder match. I believe is in yeah. is in order. Yeah. Do uh, uh, mine's third? Are yours? Is that third? mine's third as well? Is yours third? Uh, it, could, it could be third. Should we do a, a ladder round at the end? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hang on. a wiki wango ladder round. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what? <was that? laughs> I don't know. Ross, do you want to kick us off with your first? I'll pitch? go straight away to MJ versus CM Punk. Obviously, last week we saw MJF say professional wrestling meant everything to him. He brought up his learning, uh, learning difficulties, ADD, all that stuff, him playing football, the scene in the hallway, the quarters, picking up the tears, his hero CM Punk on the Friday, Punk abandoning him, and all of us professional wrestling fans, all of that. A fantastic origin story slash babyface promo from MJF there, in my opinion. Uh, the little is it true? Is it real? From uh, CM Punk, I thought took things to a different level. I thought it was mm. fantastic. So there there is the scene that is set, everybody. We're sat here, obviously, on Wednesday before Dynamite is taken to the air. So my pitch starts on tonight's episode of Dynamite. So if you're watching this after Wednesday, sorry, but you were late. Oh, yeah. So, things might yeah. have happened that we yeah. accidentally pitch. Or... Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're here on Wednesday afternoon. So tonight on Dynamite, I want to see a segment where CM Punk goes to MJF's parents' house to once again confirm that what he heard last week <laughs> was real. 
Okay. What are you laughing at? <laughs> it's just a bit stalkery, isn't it? No, no, it's fine. Mr. and Mrs. They're on social media, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mr. and Mrs. F. She's always yeah. tweeting. Not too far-fetched, is it? No. no. This is no. a serious pitch, this. Oh, right, sorry. Right. MJF's parents get the photo albums out. There's pictures of MJF as a young footballer. There's pictures of him dressed in CM Punk merch. They go the whole nine yards to confirm that everything MJF said last week was absolutely 100% true, which I think it actually was. Yeah. Mm. Many people have confirmed mm. on the old social medias. There's our Maxwell with Jimmy, the captain of the football team, she says, while pointing at one picture in the photo album. They used to be such good pals. Then it all went sour between them just as they hit puberty. He lives along the road down there if you want to speak to him, says Mrs. Friedman. Now remember that bit. Yeah. Speak, speak to Jimmy down the road. Remember that bit. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> it's crucial for the end of the pitch. <laughs> Everything MJF said last week has been confirmed to be true. We see another segment where M this is on tonight's Dynamite Still, where MJF's mom rings MJF, but Punk's in the room, obviously, mm. and she puts CM Punk on the phone. MJF, in this guise of being a babyface with these issues that spawned this arsehole that we know today, is understandably irate. It kicks off because CM Punk's round at his mom and dad's house. Punk's like, relax, pal, don't you worry. He explains why he's at the house and says that maybe he's the only one who now completes completely understands MJF having spoken to Mr. and Mrs. Friedman. He's got MJF wrong and Punk wants to help him, so he offers to cancel the match at Revolution. MJF is still being a proper baby face here uh, when he says something on the lines of, Punk, you were a hero. I've gone down your route here. Yeah. Punk, you were a hero to me and this ma I need this match and I need to beat you to banish the memories of January 2014. You left us, man. I needed you. That's what he says verbatim, mm. right, with that much emphasis as well. Even though he's a dirt it's a dirty dog collar match thingy, um, you'll get my best and my best alone. The pinnacle will not be at ringside. I need to beat you, CM Punk. I need to prove I'm the better man. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Mm. he's still working us here is MJF making us think he's a proper yeah. wholesome baby face mm. man Punk agrees and says his respect for MJF has grown <laughs> immensely the show goes off the air tonight with CM Punk walking away from MJF's house this is obviously this is three segments scattered in tonight's Dynamite mm. um, he's walking down their massive porch with a wry smile upon his face he looks off to the left and then it cuts a smash cut. Is that what it's called, Richard? In the, in the Yeah, yeah. Where it just smash goes, cut. Yeah. Pwah! He's down the street and he's ringing the doorbell oh, of the house to bomb. the left. The house belonging to Jimmy, the captain of the football Who's, team. Who's Jimmy? Sunday rolls around. You see how long this is? Yeah, Sunday this is rolls good. around. MJF keeps his word and it's just him out there all alone. He enters the match first. Mr. and Mrs. Friedman are at ringside because obviously this is their little bonnie lad taking on his childhood hero, CM Punk, the guy who they presumably stood in the queue with to meet all those years ago. Punk enters and he signals to the entrance ramp. Come here, he says. Come hither. And it's only Jimmy. Oh. oh. To play some mind games, he's brought out Jimmy, the captain of the football team, who we know is the captain of the football team because he's wearing a football jersey yeah. with Jimmy written on the back. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a picture in his hand of MJF with like a pen moustache on, maybe mm. a Hitler moustache, or like, you know what I mean? Do you know, the, the duels you did at school. Oh, like glasses. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He bullied him, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Them. So just to prove he's, it's Jimmy who bullied MGF at, at, uh, at whatever school it was, that's what he does to the picture. Mr. and Mrs. Freeman are shocked. MJF is on the brink of tears. Punk's all like, remember him? <laughs> and he sits Jimmy down at ringside. Now, Punk, right now, looks like a complete dick. But you can see why he's done it, because it's MJF, and you just can't trust that guy, can mm. you? You cannot trust him as far as you could throw him, which isn't very far, because he's a massive man. They have the match, and MJF still keeps to his word all the way through. It's just him out there giving it his best against his old, old time hero, all alone with no pinnacle out there 
there to help them. One spot in the match sees the pair brawling on the outside. They go near Jimmy and Punk says to him, go on, take one more shot. Remind him of the little bitch that he is from the, the, the school corridor with the quarters and all that stuff. Jimmy stands up. He pauses, he takes a deep breath, and he spears CM Punk to the floor. Oh! Full on pounces that sucker. He KOs that MFA. I've written all this down verbatim. <laughs> he, rolls pack, he rolls Punk back into the ring, and MJF eventually picks up the one after doing a couple of moves of his own. The scoreboard now reads MJF two wins in singles matches, CM Punk no wins in singles matches. MJF and Jimmy lock eyes. They both smile. They hug and embrace. It's a swerve, bro. Mr. and Mrs. Freeman and hop into the ring and say ha 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 CM Punk we fooled you he <laughs> you fell for it why would you trust us you dick brain we're the Freedmans we, you should never have gotten a little Jimmy's house him and Maxwell are actually best friends the captain of the football team was little Timmy and little Timmy lives over the road from little Jimmy you were a dick to trust our son you were a dick and that's how the match Whoa. ends so in this speech wow. MJF come, I've just sp- you see that little bit I of can't see it's all going on because I just found this on the floor as well. I don't know what Karate it is. Karate fight. Oh, that's, literally... that's Tom and Atkins. That. Oh, that's right. good. That's from their classic raw review. review. <laughs> I know the content we do. So MGF comes out this scenario looking like a massive dick with massive amounts of heel heat because we sort of fell for it, didn't we? Mm. I was falling for it last week and I think we'd fall for it a bit more. If this happens, it was so convincing. It was all real apart from that one little seed that was sown by his parents. Look at that house down there. That's where Jimmy lives. And Punky bit, didn't he? And out of this, of course, Punk can be enraged and have that fire lit under his ass that he needs, in my opinion. That could either see him uh, go away as more of a succulent baby face when he mm-hmm. comes back eventually after such a big and shocking loss, or maybe even a heel. I would like to see heel CM Punk because yeah. that's when he's at his best. There's, there's the oh. That was... Now, I think there is definitely going to be a swerve uh, either tonight or at the match itself um, in regards to MJF's promo that he cut last week. Uh, this is a very creative way of doing that, and Cheers, uh, I like I, I I do like the idea. It's uh, it's quite I think it's quite grand. I know wrestling can be uh, grand in the scheme of things, but this like feels as though it's going outside of the box a little bit more than usual. But that's what I like about it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So is it yes from you? Yeah, I think yeah. Oh, I'm not sure which way to go because at first. Well, first I got Louis Theroux vibes when it was like, oh. when, just at the very start when Punk was going around the house and they were showing him things. Oh, so this is your son? <laughs> Hello. And then, and then I got it turned into like sort of Hollyoaks-y. Ah, Sorry mm. if that's an insult, but no, it's no, no, good. No, no. Well, I don't watch Hollyoaks. I don't either, but... It's just Coronation Street for me. Oh, fair oh really? Yeah, yeah. I used to love Hollyoaks when I was Did younger. you? Yeah. I never really watched Hollyoaks. I don't know. Emmerdale was dead yeah. good. Emmerdale was the best, but Hollyoaks, I don't know. It's got that that teen drama in it, doesn't mm. it? When you're a young person, and a the, young and child. The, and the boobs, eh? And the... No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I yeah. that's what it was known for, just the, the, I the, think lady, it might be. the ladies. They do them like After Dark uh, episodes, don't they? Uh, Where they're in clubs, doing all sorts <laughs> of stuff. I hope they're not doing that, whatever that was. <laughs> I do. I don't so, know what that was. Um, I don't know whether... Because, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm leaning towards a no. Because I that's think fine. I think the plan's a bit contrived. Because what? Because the pair. So the parents' plan was to just mention Jimmy and, and then trust on, Punk to. Because MJF has lured Punk in, mm. and they've added to MJF's story. Therefore, lured Punk, lured Punk in some more. I'm gonna give it a yes because Thank you. I like the. I think the ends justify the means. I like the Punk potentially becoming a heel, and I like MJF winning and then presumably moving on to a title feud. So I'm gonna give it a yes. 
And I was thinking as well, little Jimmy could be portrayed by Rob Gronkowski. Okay. Mm. Nah, not really. <laughs> All right, okay. Not <laughs> when you said a pounce, I thought it was going to be um, Monty Brown. Well, yeah, that's what the the because I was listening to that Jeff Jarrett episode about Monty Brown recently. Fantastic. Was he like, saying that he could have been like? Yeah, it's just uh, a shame how much they buggered him up in well, the ECW. Did Jarrett admit that he should have put him over? I can't remember. Okay, because put those podcasts on when I'm going to bed. So I heard the first ten minutes <laughs> oh, and then right. gone. <laughs> um, Andrew, yeah, could we have your first pitch, please? Of course you can. So this one is surrounding the main event: Adam Cole versus Adam Page. Mm. Uh, but we're going to start at the three-way tag team match for the AW. World Tag Team Championships. Now, uh, for drama's sake, I think let's just say that the Young Bucks win tonight okay. and go on to advance into that match. Mm -hmm. So we've got Red Dragon versus the Bucks versus Jurassic Express. And uh, during a backstage segment at Revolution, we uh, you know we see the tension and the distrust between the Bucks and Red Dragon because obviously last week Cool Kyle dumped Matt. Out the ring. Cool Kyle. Cool Kyle. Okay. Uh, no, it's not cool it's Kyle. It's cool Kyle, cool everybody. Cool Kyle is dead. He, he is dead. Uh, we saw that. that, so we've seen some tension and whatnot. Uh, so backstage, we see them kind of like sort of expressing and exchanging some naughty words to each other. And Adam Cole's in the middle of both of the teams. Uh, but he attempts to calm the situation down. He's trying to focus on his title match tonight. And uh, that's why that's what the boys should be doing as well. They should be focusing on their championship match for the tag team titles. Um, tonight, it's all about this collective group right here, says Cole. And no matter who wins, a little friendly competition never hurt anybody. As he said beforehand, he said this before. Yeah. Uh, as long as we've got one another's back where it counts. So in the match itself, though, that doesn't seem to be the case. Granted, the two teams, they start to work together. Um, but then we get a little bit where, you know, we see them pushing each other and whatnot and like, oh, what are you doing? You're getting involved in this. Red Dragon kind of being a little bit more heelish than the books at this point. But then this leads to Jurassic Express getting a, a like a, a, you know, a win, a roll up. Oh, a okay, right, like a surprise yeah. one yeah, when yeah, the two yeah, teams yeah. are tussling. Uh, so then we get to the AW World title match. And towards the end, it looks like Cole's done. It looks like he's about to get absolutely annihilated with a book shot. Fish and O'Reilly, they storm into the ring and cause a distraction, but this also leads to the books coming out as well, still frustrated at what transpired in the tag match. Uh, Cole at this point, he's smiling though, because, you know, he thinks, oh, all my boys have come to help me. I'm very excited about this. What a uh, bimbo. What a but himbo he, oh, he is. I know, right? Yeah. But instead, obviously, the books and Red Dragon, they get into it. Uh, Cole, Cole just looks on distraught. Um, as only Adam Cole can do best, you know, when he does his 2.999 kick out faces. Oh, my I can't goodness. So his that eyes widen and yeah. everything. It's beautiful. And then uh -huh. as he's... <laughs> I know the face you mean. Yeah, like in the Galgano and uh, Adam Cole. His match. eyebrows look funny. Yeah. When he's like... He scoots back on his arse. Yeah, like yeah, 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 like yeah. that. Um, so uh, he's Cole's gonna do, just looking he's gonna on. He's going to do that on Sunday, he is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Cole's, yeah. Cole's looking on and he's seeing this and he turns around and then that gives enough time for Hangman to hit a bookshot lariat for the one, two, three. Red Dragon then see what's transpired. They roll into the ring and start beating on Hangman, only for the books to follow in to continue beating on Kyle and Bobby. But then Cole gets between the two teams. He breaks them up and starts like just berating them until we hear, I hear a battle cry. Oh my goodness oh. gracious me. 
that just like bellow throughout the arena. Kenny Omega has returned to AEW. He gets into the ring, he takes a mic and just begins laying in the words just onto Adam Cole. He's ruined the dynamics of the group, favored his new friends over his dearest ones. The reason Cole even made it to this position in the first place is because Omega handed him the keys. He trusted Cole, but even then, he failed to get the job done. Kenny gives Cole an ultimatum as to where his loyalty lies. He doesn't want an immediate decision. He just wants Cole to think about it. Adam is like seemingly just disheartened by this. He uh, he just shakes his head in acknowledgement. He understands, but as Kenny and the books turn around, uh, Cole and Red Dragon just attack them from behind. Fish and O'Reilly take out the books, leaving Cole in the ring to hit just a litany of super kicks on Omega. Uh, even getting Red Dragon involved in like a mocking three-way BTE trigger. Whoa, naughty, naughty, before ordering someone to pass Cole a chair. And then Cole places Kenny's neck in the chair, but before he can commence with anything, Hangman appears on one side of the apron, just absolutely fuming. Then mirroring that, the books recouping themselves, and they're standing on the mirroring side of the ring. Uh, and then after a brief stare down, the books and Red Dragon just wail on one another as Hangman tries to hit another book shot, only for Cole to roll out the ring and make his way up the ramp. But in the ring, the books and Paige dispatch Red Dragon, uh, leaving them lying motionless in the ring as Paige looks on at his former friend. And eventually, Adam Page reaches out his hand to help his former best friend, Kenny Omega, to his feet, Whoa. to a hellacious pop. Yeah. However, just as we see the four friends reuniting in the ring, atop the ramp stands a smiling Jay White, the Good Brothers, and Chris Bay. Whoa. Bullet Club oh, stare down the elite <laughs> with Adam Cole and Red Dragon caught in the middle of this whole thing. Whoa. And that's how Revolution ends. That was Hollyoaks. Yeah, that yeah. was, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. blockbuster. I liked your passion. Yeah. I liked your enthusiasm. <laughs> mm. But I am sick to death of all these storylines where we have to we have to care. We pretend we care about who the young books are friends with. I'm yeah. sick to death of them. Year ago it was, oh, will they go with Kenny and Don? Will they not? This year it's this bollocks. I'm sick of it, Andrew. So it's a no to your pitch. Okay. Nothing to do with your pitch. Yeah. Just because I'm sick of the young books and their friendships being the, the center of these two heelish dick storylines mm. all the time. Why mm. should we care who the heels are friends with? Yeah. Dickheads they are. I get, you're yeah, lovely, I guess you're so. lovely. Oh, oh, well, that's very kind. Thanks for doing predictions. Yeah, then it's a different yeah. a different matter. Yeah. Uh, well, Ross's argument there nearly nearly got me to give it a, a no. Oh. But um, I'm going to still give it a yes because I think finally we've got all the eggs in one basket. Yeah. And we can have the big Bullet Club Civil War storyline mm. that we've wanted for a long time now. And I think that we got there in a nice way. I like Hangman and Kenny being on the same page again. Yeah. I think that's I think that's quite good. Yes. I like them as a pairing. Um, and I think that Babyface Kenny would be refreshing mm. uh, and would and would give him some new matchups to have I and agree. stuff upon his return. So I'm going to give it a yes because as long as this is the last one mm. until Tamatonga and Tangaloa come. That's back, what I was then, thinking. <laughs> were you going like, to write them in? I was going to. I was like, oh, how can I get them in there as well? But, uh, but I don't know. I don't Somewhere keep down you the up line. at night wondering if the young boss could possibly be friends with Tamatonga and. Tangaloa. How could they oh, coexist? I hope they do. <laughs> I hope the young books have all the friends. Um, so we're going back. <laughs> for mine, we're going back to CM Punk and MJF. Yep. Um, so after MJF's promo last week, Punk is very uncomfortable as he comes out for the dog collar match. Uh, MJF is intense. He's really ready to go and take on his hero, but he offers a handshake at the start and Punk really cautiously accepts it. And it's just a legit handshake and the match continues on. Uh, I've said the first few minutes are weird, not what you'd expect from a dog collar match because Punk is clearly holding back, but gradually MJF brings it out of him. Maybe he whips him with like the chain connecting the dog collars or something like that. And Punk gets more and more aggressive and 
eventually they're having like what you'd expect, like a brutal, bloody dog collar match. Um, Punk towards the end hits the go to sleep and MJF does the famous John Cena fall out the ring and Punk's like, no. Mm. And But because they're connected by the neck, MJF's like big boss man. He's like hanging yeah. from the... And Punk's like, oh no. And he gets out the ring and relieves the pressure on MJF's neck. He's like, okay, well, this is a bit far. Um, MJF is on his knees in front of Punk saying, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And he like... Knee, knee walks over and like hugs him and Punk's like what we're in the middle of this match. what are you doing then he realizes it's not a hug it's a trap and he's holding him in place and then bang there's a huge chair shot from a masked man out of the crowd maybe not to the head but just like it's a big blow right it's a big mm. it's a big shot with this chair or foreign object of some sort um <clears throat> Punk is out cold. MJF turns to the man and laughs, and he takes off his mask, and it's Cold Cabana. <gasps> oh my god! Oh. Why have you laughed at that? Right, well, I'll get, I'll get, I'll move on. Um, MJF tries to like shake Cold Cabana's hand and be like, "Yeah, we did it. We mm. screwed him." Cold doesn't care. He's just staring directly at like CM Punk on the floor. And MJF finally gets his attention and shakes his hand. Clearly, they've made some sort of deal, but Cold doesn't really care. This was all about getting revenge on Punk. Uh, Colt oh. leaves, MJF drags Punk onto the apron, hits the heat seeker, one, two, three, MJF beats Punk again, and uh, MJF goes on to have a title program with Adam Cole, uh, Adam Page, sorry, and Punk goes on to feud with Colt Cabana. Oh. Oh. Now, I don't think this will actually ever happen. What The father and son, though, <coughs> Colt Cabana and MJF? Apparently so, Apparently yeah. Apparently so, yeah. yeah. But we're ignoring silly indie story. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, fair enough. MJF was just using Cold to help him out. Mm. And um, Cold, as I've said there, Cold doesn't really care about MJF. He just what he, he wants he wants to oh, hit. Oh, my God. Oh. It's, a, it's, a, it's a mess. But no, it's, it's not. It's a yes. Mine's a mess. Oh, yeah. Really? Really? Was little Jimmy. Do you think? There's no real life ramifications in mine. <laughs> There's millions of yeah, dollars in playing yeah, yours. It's a mess, but it's a yes from me. Because mm, it's a mess. It, it's a, mess it's a yes because it's a mess. Yeah. It's a yes from me because I feel. I just feel like part of all of us wants something to happen I between Punk and uh, Cold Cabana. And no, me neither. Yeah. And that's the thing. So this is like the next best thing. Like mm. We get to we get to dream about it, don't we? No, you By shouldn't, though. You Why? shouldn't fantasy boot. You should just get what you're given and like it. <laughs> That's what Road Dog says. And all and, the and others. And Triple H. And Triple Aww. H, yeah. Probably someone from AEW as well. <laughs> <laughs> QT Marshall. Like yeah, probably, yeah. yeah he's, he's a dick. I don't know if he's a dick. Um, <laughs> we've all gone. We've all had yeses so far. We have Ross. Oh no, I got a no though. Well, yeah, but we've all. Oh, oh but we've all had a yes. Oh yeah. Well, I had a yes. Oh, sorry. I, I just don't no. care who the young bucks are friends with. That's, Andy. F- that's fair enough. That's just it's my what I want to see. It is. It's what you want to see. It's what you want to see. I'm glad we're clear on that. Finally, um, I'm now going to Thunder Rosa versus Doctor Britt Baker Dumma Duh, and it's a simple pitch, and it's that Thunder Rosa needs to win clean, no turn from Britt Baker. Yes. No nonsense. It's a banger of a professional wrestler match. Thunder Rosa wins clean, and then cuts some badass promo to make Britt Baker respect her mm. and all that sort of stuff. I think it's crucial for the women's division as a whole because if not Thunder Rosa, then who is going to be mm. Br- Doctor Britt Baker DMD, and how much longer is this already turning stale title reign going to go on for? Mm. <laughs> yes, I've gone there. I think it's turning stale. Um, obviously, the answer is Jamie Hayter, but when she eventually turns on Brit, uh, they could maybe do the title match at Dublin Often or something, but then is Brit, uh, sorry, is Jamie going to have enough steam put mm. behind her to get the win there so people will accept it? I think Thunder Rosa is the only person who isn't involved in sort of the TBS title picture uh, to get a win and not have it backfire because obviously Brit Baker is still so popular. Um, what else is there to say? 
They're getting a bit stale. Not enough wrestling. Too many promos from Britt Baker from mm-hmm. week to week. Uh, she's proved she's way better when she's cheating and being a bastard while trying to get the title mm. from the babyface champion, which um, I don't know if we'll have the rematch straight away, but you know, down the line, who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think, yeah, have a barn bear of a match and then Thunder Rosa wins clean because I'm worried about who it is if it's not Thunder Rosa. Yeah, yeah. I'm, That's a you, simple pitch. I've absolutely nailed I it. <laughs> I think you nailed it. I agree that I, I think it's getting a little bit stale now as well. As much as I like Britt Baker, I, I'm just not feeling it at the uh, moment. Like, she's had a good 10-month reign with the belt. Like, I think it's definitely time for it to be passed on to someone. And I think Thunder Rosa has that just ferocity and, and something about her at the moment. Like you said, if it's not now that the trigger gets pulled on the, on Thunder Rosa, then when oh, when's it going to be? She's done. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of the title pick, she's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's just a yes for me as well. There's no there's no frills there, but there's no frills needed. No, in just fact, a it's banger. better without frills. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So. potatoes. Mm. Can't go wrong with that. Meat and tatties. Eh? Yeah. A bit of gravy. Oh, no, no, yeah. just the dry meat and dry potato. Whoa, oh, you've got to have a bit of gravy. <laughs> Whoa, you got to spice it. Well done it. steak. <laughs> I'll have some well done mushrooms. And a raw or potato. And That's all this match is. <laughs> just a raw potato. <laughs> I like it. Right then, are we ready yeah. for number two? Yes. We're oh, going it's a short one. It's a rest of a march. I'm worried I'm getting sweat patches what, on my get, body. No, you're all right. I'm scared. You're okay. Let's, let's have a look. Nah, I'm not <laughs> you're doing okay. It. It's I quite feel, a dark shirt anyway. It's like, um, yeah, I'm going to just say. No, it's fine. I should have just not mentioned it. And then now the comments are going to be like, <laughs> oh, no. at 3206, if you look, you can see Jack's sweat patches. Just get them out now. Just own it. No, You could be like, oh, I went for a wee, right? I went to wash my hands. Look at, yeah. <laughs> the problem is the monitor we look at is actually darker, yeah, than, yeah. so I can't. I don't know how accurate that is. I think the one that Rich is looking at is more. Right. Rich, will t- Rich will give you a yes or a no. So they're all awesome, <laughs> no, awesome. no, no, awesome. no, It's all good. Right, That's then. made me feel more insecure. Rich's response there. With this. But so there are, so there are, yeah, there are riots, great, yeah. This this pitch is going to make you sweat, Jack. Oh. Are you ready? Are you <laughs> ready? Really nice transition there. That was good. <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Uh, we're going to the Moxley and Danielson match for this one. Um, I think it's got to result in something happening at the end with Moxley being mm. like, yes, I will join you, Daniel Bryan, in your quest to kill everybody. Ooh. Brian Danielson. Oh, so Brian Danielson. Yeah, I, know, I, so I always well. get confused. Um, so yeah, I don't think it can be a one and done. That's it. I want something juicy from this matchup at, at the end. I'll tell you. So uh, it's going to be a f- physical match. I think we all know that. Uh, when Moxley says he doesn't stand side by side with someone until he bleeds with him, he, I mean, he, mean, he means it. So there's blood dripping from both guys. Dripping there's like spe- gravy. Like gravy. Yeah. Like that thick, nice gravy. 
their <laughs> spent gas bruise from their encounter. Uh, maybe Moxley goes for like a paradigm shift, but Danielson reverses it into some form of like that cattle mutilation submission thing for the pass out victory. Uh, both down on the mat after the exchange, the crowd is going mental at this point, not only because of how good the match was and the anticipation in regards to Moxley's answer too. Uh, but those dastardly devils, 2.0 naughty naughty boys, rush to the ring to take advantage of the beaten veterans before Moxley can make a decision. And then out comes Daniel Garcia. Oh no, here to take advantage after what's transpired on Dynamite last week. Uh, he gets into the ring, orders 2.0 to set Brian up for a devastating manoeuvre, whatever that could be from Daniel Garcia. He's got nice you, big boots. You don't know his moves. Sub <laughs> submission manoeuvres. And, and the, I, I, don't, I can't remember. What's his finisher? I don't really know. I don't really he, know. He tickles people, doesn't he? Yeah. Just pins him down, tickles him. That's all he does, <laughs> pins him down. Yeah, so he's, he's about to devastatingly tickle uh, Brian Danielson, but instead he clocks Jeff Parker and Matt Lee, even locking one of them in some form of submission some to really <laughs> lay in the fact. Like, he does that stretching uh, surfboard thing that's pretty cool. He's got cool. so many moves. Let's say he does that then, right? <laughs> so to really lay in the fact that this wrestling powerhouse has broken away from the group of 2.0, Moxley and Brian finally get involved too when they find the bearings. So Garcia with his newfound ferocity and his eyes squares up to both Mox and Danielson mic in hand looking as though he's about to say something but instead he hoofs the mic into Moxley's chest leaving John to make his decision as he makes his way back up the ramp so Moxley finally accepts Danielson's offer but then points towards Garcia on the ramp and says, if we're going to build this dynasty of violence, I want him signaling that Garcia will be the first person under the tutelage of the veterans. However, off screen, we hear a voice. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm afraid I'll need to converse with my client first before we make any form of agreement. But do know that you'll be hearing from us both very, very soon. And out walks Garcia's new manager. William Regal. Oh, oh! Hang on you now. You filthy slow. Oh, dirty. dirty boy. I thought you were going to go Dan Andrade or Matt Hardy or something there, but that no, he's gone good. For some yeah. reason, yeah. Mm. That will get you sweaty. That will get you sweaty. I'm telling you. It's a yes straight away from yeah. me. Yeah, oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I, I know we talk about... I know, and I'll get into this in my next pitch as well. I know we talk about bringing people in uh, into AEW when it's already stacked, but I'm thinking of Regal as predominantly a manager oh, in yes. AEW, for oh, sure. Yes. As opposed like, to a wrestler. As opposed <laughs> to a wrestler. Um, he I just could think also do commentary if needed. Yeah, He's exactly. just fantastic. He's good. And I think he'd be like a perfect fit for this just group of violent people. I like it as well, because if you're going to have Daniel Garcia and someone like him with 2.0, you mm. go all the way with the 2.0 being his father, literally. Yeah. But they don't really. They just sort of yeah. tantalise it, don't they? They don't go all the way. Yeah, I, do, I don't really know what they, what uh, exactly they're doing for Daniel crap, Garcia. It? Yeah, it's pretty now. <laughs> so this is a way to get around that. I'm right. sure it's great on being the elite or whatever, but I don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't really. Yeah. Every now and then. I watch Dynamite and Rampage. Yeah. The two yeses on Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you. My second pitch is Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Mm. I've said Eddie enters first. Remember, he didn't want the goofy old, Jer the goofy new Jericho. He wanted the old Jericho. So when he's in the ring, the countdown clock hits. Ooh. Oh, you're already on board. I am. Get ready to be disappointed. <laughs> um, yes. 
when it hits zero, here comes the old Jericho. He's doing the pose. He's, you know, he's like, come on. He's got the sparkly jacket and all that. And he gets the mic and he says, welcome to AEW is Jericho. He cuts a promo. And because this is just lazy writing, and I've put and just tears Eddie Kingston apart. I don't know what oh, he no, says. I like, yeah, it's fine. There's echoes of his 1999 WWF debut. Mm. I've said really insulting, petulant, disrespectful Jericho, and then I've given an example of what he says. He's rubbish. Look at him. I'm really good. <laughs> <laughs> Which was really David Brent. He's rubbish. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> Mr. Toad. Um, and then he says, uh, no, then Jer- that's it. Sorry, that's Jericho tears him apart. And then I've said, everyone's expecting Eddie to respond, but he just drops the mic and he's like, okay, let's go. Let's go. I'm Eddie Kingston. Jericho's being the showman in this match. He's doing all his stuff, the dancing feet and everything. He's not doing, crucially, his like getting the ringside camera and mm. holding up his middle finger to it and all that sort of stuff. He's trying to take it seriously, but Eddie wins it's not a squash, but he's clearly the better man. He batters him. He eventually wins, and Jericho is left bloodied and beaten. Eddie goes to leave, but Santana and Ortiz, who are at ringside, they pull him back, and they think, no, like, he's tried his best. They drag Jericho to his feet, and they get Kingston to offer him respect and congratulations, and Jericho looks at him and just spits in his face. And Eddie goes to attack, obviously, but then Hager gets in and cuts him off. And then Eddie, Santana, Ortiz, and Hager, they're all brawling all around the ring and stuff. And Jericho has just been stood in the ring, gutted. Like, he can't believe it. He's realized, oh, maybe, like, maybe I'm past this now. Maybe this is too much. Um, Eventually, Eddie Kingston gets dragged to the back. Jericho's still alone in the ring. The fans are probably not that sympathetic. They're probably laughing at him and chanting and all that. But some might be applauding. um, And Jericho just walks away. But he goes out the side. This like where FTR drive their car, oh. yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, is he gone forever?" Eventually, it leads to him down the line joining up with right. This is where it goes off the rails a bit with the Hardy Boys and Christian, and maybe Big Show involved in a non-wrestling role as like the Attitude Era lads. Oh, <laughs> the main event mafia. It's basically <laughs> a main event. Ma- it's basically a main event mafia storyline. Um, they run riot for a little while over the show, like getting involved in interfering in matches and trashing like gorilla and, and stuff like that mm. but eventually they have to be stopped in a big epic elimination tag match by the four pillars Darby Sammy Ricky and even MJF um, and after and obviously they don't get along but they do pull out the win and after that Jericho have said can have a happy retirement match with Luther and ride off into the sunset <laughs> oh yeah. best friends well he's his best fighting father, together yeah. yeah it's nice yeah. though it's a yes from me. Really? Oh, I thought yeah. this was my worst one, but oh, thank you. Strong, strong pitch. Oh, cheers. Strong pitch. I agree, it's a strong pitch. Wow. I, I kind of like the idea of uh, the Attitude Era boys all really? together. Yeah, I don't I know why. I think it would get held as it online. Would, I, it People probably would. would. It, yeah. Imagine if it'd be like, oh, it's an inside job. They've all come together to take this massive company down from the inside. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I, it just tantalizes They me. call themselves Vince's lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, they don't do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, cheers. No, I'm I'm surprised, but thank you. Mm. Um, Ross. Oh, bollocks, it's the wiki wango oh. ladder round. It's the ladder round. <laughs> cheers. All welcome. the best to you. Right, <laughs> Claudio Castagnoli debuts to pluck the brass ring that oh. retires the brass ring as a concept. I'll repeat that last bit because Andrew shouted, Sorry. and he retires the brass ring as a concept. 
Oh, okay. in the, that being the trophy. Isn't that being the thing you yeah, plugged cool. on because it's a shot at WWE that didn't land and we should get rid of it. ASA to the P. Um, mm. They need to get rid of the ring for me because, well, and who better to retire it than the fella who wasn't really given the chance to get it by Vince McMahon. And, who's, and Vince McMahon, of course, said back in 2014 he wasn't connecting with the fans and that's why he hasn't grabbed the brass ring so far. That was back in 2014. And I guess he never allowed him to, to sort of rectify that, did he really? No. Mm. No, not at all. He had that one main event match with Roman where he really did connect with the fans yeah. and then they did nothing. I forgot about it. And WrestleMania as well, everyone was really mm. happy for Cesaro. Yeah. But then it didn't Elimination really Chamber too, I think. No, yeah, oh yeah, when he was there for him yeah. too. Yeah. You could even when he won that battle royal at WrestleMania when he slammed Big Show over the yeah, yeah. everyone went well. and when he got the beach board everyone went wild. Lots of, he really does connect yeah. with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it corny this idea? Yes, it is. Is it tacky? Yes, it is. But after Vince McMahon's podcast years ago, and they've never really given him it um, because the, uh, oh my god, I've just lost. I should have read this before I sat down here today. Never truly going with him because blah, 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 what I'm saying is they might as well go balls deep with a shot of WWE instead of these petty like oh we'll watch mm. the TV at a weird angle or something mm. like that. But I think this pitch needs to be completed with working out what happens with everyone else in mm. the ladder match because it's all well and good bringing in Cesaro for the big pop of the obvious uh, things go oh well, it worked for Scorpio Sky didn't it because I tweeted this out last week and this is why everyone was saying oh it went well for Scorpio Sky winning that brass ring didn't it there's only been one winner aren't there yeah. one winner of the, uh, the revolution who won the first one was um, that it was it Scorpio Sky I think it was yeah. Well, there's more chances. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but we need to work out where, of course, the other people in the field are. Keith Lee is where sat here right now with one TBD spot remaining on Wednesday. It might get announced tonight on Dynamite. Who knows? It looks like Keith Lee will be the one to win. So, in my mind, he should be the last person standing in Cesaro's way. Um, in with the running to, uh, to get sort of the, the brass ring down. But he's, he's seen off by somebody who is now aligned with... Uh, Claudio Castagnoli is it Chris Hero no it's not oh. is it Zeb Coulter no it's not is it Jake Hager no it's not is it Aksana no it's not <laughs> <laughs> now initially I wrote down uh, Jim Ross who shoots <laughs> shoots <laughs> Keith Lee with a tranquilizer gun <laughs> because if a tranquilizer gun can get the big show down for the count oh, yeah. back in the day it can certainly get down Keith Lee but then I swear to God on my Spotify Better the Devil You Know by Steps came on, and I had an epiphany, as Vince McMahon said way back when with the wildcard rule. Better the Devil You Know, Claudio Castagnoli, bit of a, a screwy finish. Want to keep Cesaro, uh, well, Claudio Castagnoli a babyface, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Mm. Better the Devil You Know. They had a big feud way back in the day. Yeah. Obviously, Eddie, who could be coming out of the Jericho match, having lost in this pitch and being sort of disgruntled and pissed off and whatnot, and just wanting to go, yeah, F the world, man, and all that New York Yonkers yeah. bollocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> he could come out there and just see off Keith Lee, help Cesaro come up, and I, I think that would get a positive reaction. Yeah, I yeah. think so. By the, the crowd yeah. inside whatever arena they're at. Um and then we could have Eddie sort of starting to assemble a faction to stop the sports entertainment in AEW and have Cesaro just be the sort of centrepiece and the main cyborg wrestler man mm. in the vein of Arnold Schwarzenegger in that film that I've forgotten. Terminator? Terminator, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> I was thinking like a more obscure one, like Kindergarten Cop. Wait, was that? No, that, that, was, that was Arnold as well. That was Hulk Hogan. No, no, that was Hulk Arnold. Hogan the babysitter one or was that Arnold Schwarzenegger? Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, what was that song? I don't want to go to school. I used to love that song anyway. Let's carry oh, on. I just yeah. want to break the rules. I, no. I think I it was know. custom made for that song. Shout out to the dog that got pushed in the lake by that man during that <laughs> film. you seen that? What film Hogan's, that? Hogan's going down the road on this motorcycle and just in the back of shot, it's not part of the film, it's just a, a guy chucking a dog in the lake. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's not part of the film? No. Oh. It's just in there. 
It could be wow. real, it could be not. Who knows? Anyway, Wardlow with Sean Spears in brackets is crucial. Mm. Obviously distracted by Shears. By Shears? Shears? Brutus the Barber Beefcake comes out now. By Spears, <laughs> um, who obviously was continuing this, the slow burn of Wardlow, leaving mm. the pinnacle and MJF and Sean Spears behind. Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy, they're just there, so who really cares? I don't think any okay. of those three are going to win. No. Harsh to say. Harsh but fair there, as you say on Pro Evolution Soccer back in the day. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, or we could forget about all of that and have Jeff Hardy debut because ladder match. Yeah, maybe. Da, 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 da. But like Claudio getting the brass ring, retiring that concept, and then Eddie Kingston helping them get there to Keith, Keith Lee looking strong and to set off mm. on a new stable. Because we've seen Eddie Kingston in the managerial role before with like his best friend Penta and the butcher and the blade and the bunny and all that malarkey. So he, he can do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. He can't. Does he still wrestle though? Oh, of course he can. Oh, that's all right. Of course he can. Of course he can. Yeah. Um, it's convoluted and it, tacky, but you know that's what we hear it, for. It kind of uh, clashes with what my next pitch is oh, going to be. No. You can want more than one thing, Andrew. But, and this is what I was going to say. I like that you said that uh, Claudio retires the brass ring concept. I think that's the thing that's making me go yes on this one, because um, my pitch is very much uh, sort of the uh, the. What's the word that were the, were the opposite of, the of kind of the, antithesis? I was going to say antithesis, but I didn't know if it was the right word because I didn't. Two sides um, of the same coin. That's it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no. The yin to my yang. The, mm. It gets a yes from me. It gets a yes from me. Cheers, Andy. You're welcome. It gets a yes from me as well. I was just on the topic. I was listening just last night to um, High Spot's YouTube channels put out a full Eddie Kingston shoot interview for free from about 2018, but it's Ethan Page doing the interview. Mm. And they're just like taking the mickey out of each other a lot but um, at one point he mentions Chris Hero and Eddie Kingston goes like, oh, I hate that guy and he just hates Eddie Kingston hates Chris Hero wow is that but, real or like yeah but he says that, that he knows that the, he said if he was doing like a tryout or something and he could pick anyone to have a match with and know that match would be good he'd pick Chris Hero he says they used to live together and they fell out and now he hates now they oh. hate each other because oh. I know a lot of people think he legitimately hates Claudio Castagnoli but that's just him oh no I think that's just, silly buggers on mm, Twitter isn't it? it could be by association because of because it's Cesaro's friendship with Chris Hero. Ooh. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Oh. But no, he was like, I hate that guy. But then they were trying to push it, like, what caused this and stuff? And he was like, well, we don't hate each other. And it's in the past, but we don't really get on. We don't talk. I was like, mm. wow, that's... Oof. wonder what he did. Don't he know. said that he, like... He said that he was, he was like slagging him off behind his back or something. Oh, wow. He didn't go, he didn't explain <laughs> fully what it was, yeah. but yeah. I was like, oh, he took last bit of bread or something. Yeah, he, he finished the milk. And then he's like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's, he never buys bread. You never pick up toilet roll. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, oh, it's you, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. So yeah, kind of like the opposite to uh, Ross's pitch. Like, and it's a very, very basic one as well, but I hope that either on Dynamite or Rampage, we see someone qualify for the face of the Revolution ladder match rather than have a surprise entrant. Uh, and granted, you know, surprises are always amazing. Don't don't get me surprises wrong about that. Always amazing. Aren't they? They yeah, are. Surprises nice. are always amazing. But um, with Cesaro now free to turn up anywhere he so desires, and uh, given there's talks about Shane Swerve Strickland as well joining AEW too, uh, I think you risk taking the wind out of someone's sails if the right person doesn't win for example. So, um, and for example, Keith Lee. So Keith Lee is 100% in this match at the time of recording as well. This, uh, he won his spot to be in the ladder match by beating Isaiah Cassidy. And that's been it for Keith on TV so far. We haven't seen him since. Um, of course, I think they're really saving the sort of Keith comeback for this big moment at Revolution. Like, I think this is really going to be the moment that solidifies mm. him in AEW. Um, so I can understand like why he might have been 
not utilized to the fullest on TV at the moment. Um, but you can't forget about Keith, as no. the famous song goes. What song? The song that you and Tom sang. Oh. Do you remember? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> um, and that can be an easy thing to happen if you bring in Cesaro or Shane Strickland into the match, I think. Uh, all three of those names have come just come out of WWE with the majority of the wrestling fan base like collectively agreeing, I think, that all three men deserve way more than they ever got when they were in the company. Um, and as I suppose this is really my point, is that if you do give the win an opportunity to one of those wrestlers, that might once again take something away from the other two. And whilst it's got to be ridiculously tempting for Tony Khan to look at the brass ring and see Cesaro's just left WWE and basically just call it right there, he's going to win it. But the roster is like so stacked now that if you're bringing people in, you have to capitalize on that and not repeat the mistakes other promotions have made before. Um, so yeah, let the final person, I guess, be someone like Buddy Matthews, Pac, or Dan Housen or someone, uh, someone already on the roster, perhaps someone who's already got a storyline going on too, so they don't get shoved to the wayside after the match as well. Um, but I think you, I think you've got to give the win to Keith Lee because Keith is love, Keith is life, as I wrote at the end. There. Tell you what, Andrew, and that's my pitch. If there's one thing I love, it's sensible conservative booking it's sense it's very it's sensible very sensible sometimes sometimes the best booking decisions are the ones you don't make yeah so i think that's really yeah, i really <laughs> liked it it was more of like a lecture than a pitch but well, i really enjoyed it less so is more it's a yes from me thank yeah. you that's a yes from me as well i'd yeah. like to see keith win yeah me yeah. too me too although like i i, I get it as well because like claudio turning up in that match would be phenomenal as well but then it just runs the risk of someone losing out on something um, and that's not what we want to see when we've just had people being brought into the company. Like we want to actually see them get utilized. And I guess if one spot gets taken up by someone else, then mm. something's got to be cut somewhere, doesn't it? I see what you mean now about yours and Ross's being philosophically opposed. Yeah. But mine <laughs> is, is very much like Ross. It's on the Ross side oh, okay, of things. Okay, okay, okay. But here we go. Um, so, face of the revolution ladder match, assuming I've said that we don't know tonight at the mm. time of recording who the last person is in the match. Uh, I've said it's not Jeff Hardy, because he's in the other thing I did with the Attitude Era stable. It's not Cesaro, because I really agreed with what Eric Bischoff said. And I don't normally agree with Eric Bischoff mm. too much, but he, I think he was right when he was like, Cesaro might benefit from going to Japan or like Mexico and, and just weigh in a bit. And if they still want him, it's a bit of a risk. But like, because if he comes in now, it's such a stacked field mm. and everyone's all hot and it, it might be hard. It might be like a Miro situation at the start. Yeah. Um, so I think it's not Cesaro. It's actually mini Cesaro, a.k.a. John Silver. Ooh. But he's not joking around. He's very serious, but also in this match, he's running wild. And we've seen him running wild. Like when he chains things together like Cesaro does, it, I think he'd be excellent. And because he's smaller, it would be a big underdog story when he wins the match because there's a lot of big boys in this match as well. Um, I've said he actually wins, but when he holds up the brass ring, he's almost emotionless. He's not how you'd expect Johnny Hungy to be. He's like, uh, and the camera zooms in, and we see that his eyes are totally white. What's going what? on? Whoa. Now, he's either, either he can do that Undertaker thing, yeah. or if he can't, like, just before he climbs the ladder, he, like, quickly whips in some contact lenses or something. <laughs> um, so then, oh, if I can... 
there we go. Uh, so then we get to the following Dynamite, or like a few weeks down the line. He has that match against Sammy because remember the winner gets a TNT title mm-hmm. shot. Uh, again, he beats Sammy in this new sort of more emotionless, brutal style. And then there's an emotionless celebration with the belt. And everyone's thinking, what is going on with John? The week after that, the Dark Order do what they do, like they've done with Adam Cole and stuff. They have a big party for him in the ring. They're like, oh, we need to celebrate his title win. Come on, John, get in the ring and stuff. He's still not talking. He's not joining in. They try and do a few bits that we might have seen on like being the elite. He's just not joining in. He's not even, even Anna Jay tries to make him laugh and he doesn't do that whole, Anna? Well, he doesn't do it. He doesn't bite. He's he's weird. Something's gone wrong with him. And they say, John, what's the matter? Just say something. And he opens his mouth and black goo just spills out onto the ring. It's the fiend. No. Is that actually... I've done it again. No way. (laughs) Black goo spills out. They're all like, whoa. He opens his mouth again and says, he's here. The lights go out. When they come back up, it's the fiend. Yeah. You never saw it coming. Pissed on his chips again. (laughs) Or Wyndham Rotunda or whatever we want to call him. He gets in the ring and the rest of the Dark Order are terrified and he beckons John Silver closer and (laughs) Silver bows before him. And as he turns... Uh, and he turns what I mean there oh it's in the fiend turns towards the camera and his voice comes over the speakers and says behold the revolution and then the end of the show the lights go out yeah you don't need to say yes because you feel bad about spoiling no no I would like to see Wyndham Rotunner in AEW and fulfilling that well, I don't know if he's fully rubber-stamped as the leader of the Dark Order in that pitch but he's certainly taken Johnny Hunger and I think he'd have to maybe wrench control from but I think ultimately he would take control yeah. of the Dark Order yeah. I, have, I initially thought you said when Johnny had his white eyes he was just going to take a bite out of the ring since it looked like a, <laughs> a Cheerio or something oh because he's very hungry yeah, right, he's okay. hungry Johnny hungry yeah. that's good hungry by name hungry by nature uh, isn't oh. it funny how much funnier the word hungry gets just by taking the R out hungry yeah, hungry's hungry. really yeah, yeah. It's good. what it's, other words get funny by taking the R out uh, Andrew Ang- Angie Andu yeah it does there that's you go. hilarious there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so funny Wesling Wesling, yeah, that's <laughs> Wesling. Turns out, like oh, turns out the, the letter R is like ruins everything. It's the least funny word. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, it's a yes from me. No, I mean you had me at uh, Johnny winning the TNT title. To be okay. fair, because I love I love John Silver so much. Yeah. I think he's incredible, and uh, it's such a crime that he gets so underutilized in AEW. It really is. Because he's, he's comedic, but he's also got, like, the his, his wrestling chops are phenomenal. He's great. Uh, so, yes, absolutely. I like the way that you bring uh, Wind and Rotunda in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a yeah from me. He's run out of things to yeah, say. Yeah, I have. Right, well, it's been... <laughs> I, honestly, I think we've all really done well this time. Yeah. I think it's been a really good one. Yeah. Okay. There's just something, there's a little bit, there's all, I th- call me a shill, take care is paying my bills or whatever, but mm. there's always a little bit more excitement, I think, when we come into the Ooh. AEW ones. I know, tell me. Say whatever you want to say, but... Well, there'll be a lot of coverage of AEW Revolution coming up in the following few days. Ross, you're pretty good at this. Do you know what's coming up? Or do you oh, want... I've got a rough idea. Wednesday, pitches. That's now. You're watching it now. Hello, everybody. Welcome Hello. to Wednesday. Thursday, predictions. Myself and Little Dingle here with his chair and whatnot, but don't worry, I've got a plan. Oh, you've got a plan? Oh, you're oh. going to hit me with that chair again. We'll see. You think I'm stupid? We'll see. I'm not stupid. Come Tuesday, stupid, but not me. <laughs> Friday, Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, where no doubt we'll do a big discussion at the end of what the best match at Revolution will be. Saturday, there's a video going out which I regret pitching. 
but we're doing it nonetheless. Myself, Jack, and Tom will sit around this table right here and have an objective discussion as to who is actually better, AEW or WWE. We've got mm. several categories to go through. There's no gimmicks. There's no bollocks. We're just three friends sat around the table just speak about what we like and what we don't like, objectively, about two wrestling promotions. And then Sunday night, it'll be Adam Pachi doing his live stream right here on the YouTube channel, as per usual. On the Monday morning, just after the pay-per-view, Jack will be back with what happened at. Then there'll be the live review show at 1 p.m. GMT. With, mm -hmm. Is it you this time? Uh, myself and Tom again. Yep. Yourself and Tom. And then later in the afternoon on the Monday, it'll be WTF Moments. Then Tuesday, edited down reactions with myself and Ed. Andy on the couch. Oh, look at that. You're a professional, aren't you? That was really good. You've done this before. five years, six years. Finally got there. I got a comment <laughs> on my last video, my latest video, saying Jack's really come out of his shell. I've <laughs> been doing this since 2016. Um, but thank you very much for watching, everybody. This has been Nine Pitches with myself, Andrew, and Ross. Um, and we hope you've enjoyed them. Why not leave your pictures in that comment section down below and join us for all the content that Ross mentioned as well? Look after yourselves out there, and we'll see you very soon. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 